0: Liverpool are red, Everton are blue The points gap between us is now 32 Happy Valentine's Day
1: Welcome to another episode of LFC Talk at Hotel Tia. It's such a nice week. I am actually in Norway in a museum for the Samis where we have now today received a drum that was taken from the Samis hundreds of years ago and today it came home. It was like a religious moment of goosebumps of the Samis getting this incredible rare piece back so today because it's the valentine's day we are talking about love 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 and with me i have two very special men to talk about love it's john alden hello john how are you doing are you feeling the love
2: i raju yeah just for today
1: <laughs> you look so so enthusiastic about your love thoughts there what about yourself <laughs> <laughs> David Fairclough are you feeling some love in the air
0: oh you can't get away from it can you it's uh, red roses everywhere uh, Valentine's cards a lot
1: are you a romantic man
0: Uh, I don't know I suppose uh, within reason yeah within reason try to be I think uh, I think you've got to try haven't you uh, you can't be a misery misery guts
1: Aldo, are you trying? Being romantic over there.
2: Uh, it's not my forte, to be quite honest, but I'm trying.
1: Good, good stuff. Let's talk about a love for something else. Let's talk about love for football. John, how did you fall in love with football and why?
2: <sighs> to be fair, when me and David, we were young, we had nothing nothing else to do other than play either football or rugby. In, in the winter months and cricket in the summer months, there was nothing else to do in them days. So you introduced obviously uh, to to football because we had two fantastic teams in the sixties, Liverpool and Everton and thankfully my dad was a red. I mean, you know, most of the family were all reds. So I was led like on the red side. Uh, otherwise I'd look, look much older now being an Evertonian if that was the case. So, uh, so yeah, and I went to, I went to Anfield at a, at a very young age and I loved it. I loved everything about the place, the cop. And, and and Sir Roger Hunt, you know, he, he grew on me straight away because the crowd was singing his name. And he was he was the most salad of, of that, that generation type of thing. So yeah, I just loved it. Love football anyway from then onward.
1: But can you try to remember uh that period or that time or that game where you actually fell properly in love with Liverpool though? Was it a specific day uh... The
2: game, the game itself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the fact that we we, we won. Uh, I think it was, South, it, yeah, it was Southampton. Um, I, I think what it was it was the atmosphere, the atmosphere, uh, and, and looking at the colour of the car. Co- the colour, you know, the, the colour is amazing. But but the, the 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 vibe that was coming out of it. You know, it, it was just, it was just a ridiculously good. And then you watching them and they're all coming down like they did in the old days and moving like, it was like a fair ride. It just, it just magnetised me, you know, and I thought, this is unbelievable. I'd love to, I'd love to go in there one day when I'm older, but I'd love to be on a pitch as well as a player. And thankfully i have done both.
1: What about you, David? How did you fall in love with Liverpool? Well,
0: as John said, you know, we're growing up in Liverpool in, in the 60s, there wasn't much else to do, um, certainly not in, if you lived in uh, in a row of terraced uh, houses um, where there was nothing else to do but play outside, you know. I had, We had a two-up, two-down house, uh, so you didn't spend much time in the house. It was all out in the street, and being out in the street, you know, you took part in football, running, Playing the, the games that you can invent, all all largely to do with football. I um, only I grew up just a few hundred yards away from Anfield, so um, we we could we could hear Anfield from our from the house, and um, you know the Liverpool Everton vibe that was going on. Half to you know half in the street would be a red, and half would be blues. So yeah, it's one of the first things that you actually picked up on was the that this. You know the the football thing. Whether people were walking up and down the street going to the football matches. If you walked up the top of our street, you went to Anfield. If you were going down to the, the, you you went downwards from our street. You went towards Goodison. So uh, it was a very natural thing to, to to pick up, and it wasn't anything that would be forced upon us in those days. Because as John said. Uh, you followed, well, you, you tended to follow your dad uh, or those in the family that could influence you. But thankfully, mm. uh, in John's case, uh, it was my dad as well. He was a Liverpoolian. Uh, strangely, uh, my mother had four sisters, and they all married Evertonians. Who mm. tried to influence me a, a little bit, but uh, I was I was always with my dad, and uh, and, and, and and grateful of it. Um, again, like John says. Uh, think of the the life of misery you've been destined to had you been an Evertonian.
1: <laughs> well, I have to thank both your dads. I'm very grateful the that they chose the red side.
2: Guys, we... were a great side at the time. And, you know, you know, uh, they, they were probably the, the, the just slightly the better team of the two and winning more things, you know, when we were young. So, you know, we, we didn't go like because Liverpool were top like they are now because of the winning Everton. You went there because you you were bred there, you know. It's yeah, it's, yeah, great times so. in, in the
0: sixties, I only remember Everton winning the league once and they won the cup once. I mean, we were, you know, obviously Shank comes along and you know we, we win we win the league twice in the mid sixties and you win the cup sixty mm. sixty four, sixty five, sixty six, and sixty you know sixty seven. Fantastic times for for Liverpoolians and um, you know, granted Everton had been the bigger power. Um, as in terms of a, a richer club, um, mm. the Shanks changed everything. From the moment the Shanks yeah. came in, we were, you know, we, we were the team to support.
1: But on yes. such a day celebrating love, I, I need to ask you guys, you know, after such a long life serving the Reds, first, you know, as supporters, then as... As players and now as uh, ex-players and ambassadors, you do so much work to promote the club, and you are so passionate about the club. Both of you still. Can you try to describe what Liverpool Football Club means to you guys now, and, and the love for the club now? What is life without Liverpool Football Club for you two?
2: Well, I think I think it's, it's probably speak for Dave on this as well because it, you know after your family, you know it, it, it is your life. It is your life. We look forward to meeting each other on a, on a daily on a when, on a match daily basis. Dex players, you know, we're all good mates. Um, and uh, the, the whole thing that goes with the day, you know, it's just it's just in, in us from the from the sixty days much more at like the same age as me. It's embedded in bread, it? yeah, you know. So you do actually you do, you're a daughter club, absolutely. That's family. absolutely.
0: Yeah, so it's like a it's like a religion, it's a form of you know religion, I suppose, um, and you are—you know—you are that—you know—you are, that, you know, you are a red or a blue, and you know that 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 sort of determines probably—you know—your day-to-day conversations. I've been out this morning with um, with with three guys, all Liverpoolians, and we talk about you know you talk about football, and naturally, so the fact that we've grown up supporting Liverpool, but we're fortunate then to play. From that point on, people feel as if that's probably all they all you want to talk about. Naturally, we, we want to talk about other things, but people always want to talk about football to you. So your day to, your day is, is is sort of molded by what happens with with the current Liverpool team, you know, as well as people reminding you of days gone by. They 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 talk about you know the the you know Salah signed his contract yet, you know, they what will happen in Milan and all those different things. All people seem to want to do is know or talk to you about, you know, what is currently happening with the club. And it's great that they're uh, successful at the moment because that, that, like, makes life easy. So they're not having to make excuses and enjoy the great period that Liverpool are, are having.
1: And right now, this month in particular, is such an intense one. I mean, we're talking eight matches in short little February. Four league matches has been squeezed in. We've got two Champions League matches. We've got a League Cup uh, final coming up, and we've also played an FA uh, Cup game. So I was thinking we're going to whisk through a couple of these games. uh, John for a little while, and then David will hang on and, and, and finish off there, looking forward towards the games coming up. But let's talk about Burnley first. Um, why is it that when we play the poorer teams, uh, excuse me, Burnley, but you are the strongest team in a way, you know, carrying the whole the whole league on your shoulders right now at the bottom? Why do we struggle uh John, when we play these teams, and we are brilliant when we play the strongest teams i
2: don't know it's it's, it's, it's a metal thing, isn't it you know they obviously Burnley under Sean Dice is always going to be the same. And, and to be fair, I, 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 the, the, because of the way COVID's influenced their games, they're struggling, they're playing catch-up and they, they're, they're, a, they're in a false position. They're, they're, that's a, where they are now. Um, and he showed that a little bit yesterday. But You know, um, they just get in your face. They play long balls over the top. They win most of the second balls. Um it was windy. It was raining. You know, you could utilise all them, because we're used to it day. but it, it's changed a little bit. Um, I, I, I think Everton was in their favour yesterday. Uh, but you've got to win ugly sometimes. And you're right notoriously against the, 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 the lesser teams. We, we do. We don't thrash them, we, we, especially from home. Like, but you, a win's a win. You just take the people. punch, you walk away, you've got to realise that, you know, we didn't play well. If the forwards um, really, they they, they know they can do better. The three of them, you know. uh, But uh, you know, the the press was just it was just a battle. You know, Fabinho was brilliant. The goalkeeper was really, be good. Van Dijk and Matt have done what they had to do. But all the lads were just bang average, and, and, and 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 maybe the, you know the. The, the obviously about the, the rain and the wind, you know, it, it did it did make it slightly harder for them. But we do, for whatever reason, we we do struggle against the lesser sides.
1: But do you think, uh, John, that it's a little bit of an anticlimax for Salah and Mane coming home after a big tournament? Is it harder to then stick your head out there in the wind and the rain against a poor team and and find your motivation after <laughs> just finishing a huge final yeah. against each other?
2: Yeah, you can say that, absolutely. You know, they've come from like 35 years When it's cold, take it from me up there. Sometimes you say you can't make that as an excuse. But, you know, psychologically, mentally, yeah, you have to say you, you've got to adapt, haven't you? And, uh, uh, and really, they struggle. I think, struggled. I, I, I think Mo, Mo was really struggled yesterday. Manny did all right. Bobby just, Bobby just doesn't look like he's got a goal in him. Uh, he just comes deep and does nice little touches of tricks. Uh, but you know he's never going to score your vital goals. You know, Jota would have started. I think we would have perhaps won by a, by, a, by a bigger margin. Uh, but he's he, I think he's saving obviously Jota for, for the Milan game. It'll be Jota, Manny and uh, Salah probably in the, on Wednesday night. Difficult game. You know, it's gonna be a really difficult game, you know. But uh Modern well well, you know, capable of going and getting a draw at least.
1: Yeah, because Jota was brilliant against Leicester. He scored both our goals and he looked like he was on fire, wasn't he, David? How how do you think Jota will be um prioritized against uh Milan?
0: Well, seemingly uh, he had a an little injury that uh, that didn't allow him to to take part in the full preparation before Sunday's game. So there was a little bit of caution, I think, about uh, mm. whether or not he was going to be fit or not. After scoring two goals, you normally as you know you're as confident as you as you can be, and he, and he's in a great great uh, uh, vein of form. Um, sometimes I mean he doesn't you know he's not the the, the biggest sort of um, part in the in 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 the in the play. But his knack of being in the right spot and scoring vital goals has become something that we're been very grateful of. He's mm. for me, he's the most natural goal scorer that we have. He actually, yeah. to me, looks like a goal scorer. The others, you know, I know they've scored their fair share down the years, but the, the, he has something different. So um, the confidence that that he clearly uh, has will will be will be vital um, going into this very busy period, and uh, we'll be hoping to. To start on Wednesday again against Milan, and and probably his type of style will will be vital because um, chances are never you know in their plenty you know plentiful against Italian sides. You'll get one or two little opportunities similar to to those uh, chances that he scored the other night against Leicester. So um, he's, he's got a real um, he's got a real sort of. Uh, but he there's every right. He, he should feel like he should be in the team now, week in, week out. That's uh, that, that's that's clear, I, I think. And um, you know, it's it's good from Jurgen's point of view. He, he's got such a, a strong group of players to pick from. And he said the other day he's never had a stronger uh, squad uh, since he's been at Liverpool. And for the moment, thankfully, most are, most are fit as well. So we're in good we're in good uh, we're in good shape, I think.
1: What do you think we can expect from Inter Milan, uh, John? I mean, they're second in uh, the league after AC Milan. Um, They haven't had their strongest form uh, at the moment. I think they've only, well, they've lost one out of the last uh, five league matches. They've had two draws and two wins, so they're a bit up and down. Uh, Do you think we should be okay facing them, or uh, should we be on our toes? Well.
2: You've got to be on your toes, they've they raised the game, it's Liverpool, you know, we're massive, you know, we're, 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 we're huge. You know, the Italian league's not quite the same as it used to be, not as strong, but, but they're always dangerous, of course they are. There's some really good technical technical players, uh, and have a it's a great stadium, to be a failing crowd behind them. you just got to try and sell the crowd a little bit, uh, and it's beneficial that we're played there not long ago, and we actually beat AC Milan in the same stadium, you know, psych- psychologically for the lads, that will help them, hopefully. You've got to get off to, you know, you've got to get get off to a strong start. You know, if they go 1-0 up then, you know, early on, it could be very problematic. But it's funny because there's no way goals now. No way goals don't count. So, if you you aware to get 1-0, there's not much damage done. You know, because when you're playing at home, you don't don't really... If they score one, we can still score three. We don't have to score three. So, so we'll have to wait till that pans out. Yeah, it'll be tough enough, but... You know, we went to AC Milan, we was on a par with them and we beat them. You know, uh, so so I'll go and, and do the same again, hopefully.
1: John, we are going to let you go because I know you are going to be a super granddad and babysit your gorgeous <laughs> in the background there <laughs> while the missus is going out and doing yeah, treats, which she deserves on such a lovely day in the name of love. <laughs> We're so, so grateful that you have some time in the middle of all your logistics of uh, uh, of, of the day of love. And um, I can't wait to see you at Hotel Tia soon. So take care, John, and enjoy all right. all your time yes, with your yes, granddad. Well, <laughs> take care thanks love see, see you Dave all the best <laughs> see you bye bye
2: yeah.
1: so David um, uh, before we let um, Inter Milan go what is your take on on the game, what do you think we need to be looking out for?
0: I, I'm anticipating a difficult night. I think we've beaten AC Milan already, but and we've shown uh, that, that we can beat Italian sides, which is always a you know it's always difficult. But I think Inter Milan are a better team than AC Milan, and um, they've got little they've got real quality. Um, um, uh, La- uh, Lautero Martinez is 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 a tremendous player, um, and as um, up front. I mean, they're really they're, they've got some real uh, players to fear. Uh, they've got some good midfield players as well. So, um, you know, I, I, I think if we come away from uh, from the San Siro without having lost. I think that would be, you know, that would be the first sort of target. Equally though, I in saying that, I, I could see us stealing it. I could see us stealing something on the uh, on their account on the counter attack. I mean, we are Liverpool at the end of the day, and you know, going back to a little bit what John said about uh, facing Burnley. I mean, that is that that is a problem if you're Liverpool or Manchester United, particularly um, for for most teams. You're the biggest names that they ever come up. They ever come across, and it's their big. It's the big games. I mean, I wouldn't even say. I wouldn't even say that about Manchester City or or Chelsea. Even I think. I think they get away with it a little bit. I think though, I've always felt that uh, that's the big te- the little teams always pull something out uh, or try to against Liverpool, and you know maybe they're not the team of, of yesteryear but Manchester United as well they're, they're the biggest days um and that, that is that that is that is difficult and that is one of the problems that you face when you're a Liverpool player um every opponent you play against it's their big day and I think it will be the same with Inter Milan Inter Milan will see Liverpool potentially as one of the favourites for Champions League and um it's going to—they're going to be two very difficult games. I, I think we're good enough to beat them over the two games for sure. But they're going to be—they're going to be difficult.
1: Do you think maybe it is our year for Champions League again? Do you think we'll go all the way to the final and do it again this year?
0: There's no reason why not. I think we—we we know that European football suits us. The two-legged. Um, type of uh, tie is is also a, a benefit to, to, to Liverpool and um, you know said it before it's, it's easier to win the Champions League than to win the, the Premier League because you know a smaller amount of games obviously but uh, the home and away factor is uh, you know plays into our hands we know that we're, we're how strong we can be at Danfield um yeah, so uh, I I don't I don't see any reason why we we shouldn't be thinking we can get to the final at St. Petersburg.
1: But when you saw how happy Jurgen Klopp was celebrating the win um this weekend when we were uh, at Turf Moor, I don't think he's given up on the league title either, do you?
0: No, not at all. Um I mean Jurgen has been very generous in his uh, appreciation of Manchester City, and has said some things. And is that a little bit as as what we used to say in the old days? A bit of toffee, you know? Is he trying to sort of uh, have a, a sort of psychological effect on Manchester City uh, by saying it's already theirs and and what have you? But equally. Jürgen was highly complimentary of Burnley and I think at the weekend I might have worked against us a little bit I think because he uh, built them up to such a to such a degree that uh, I think I think he gave them a little bit of a a boost um, he himself said you know he's never had an easy game at Burnley and I think that goes for most people who, uh, who've played for Liverpool at, 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 in games at Turf Moor it's a very it's a very strange place to uh, to go and and um, I know John thinks that you know they, they do they've done well uh, so far. I, I know a couple of Burnley fans who feel that this isn't this, this is not going to be their year. They 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 think this they think that this group is a is an ageing group and they, they're they're going to they're going to struggle to survive actually. And uh, the fact that I think they've only won one game this season so far, I think. Uh, is, is highly unusual for Burnley. Normally, they've been able to get themselves out and win their first share. This year, there seems to be a bit of a struggle. And what I'm hearing is that the Burnley fans feel that this is an ageing team and uh, maybe they might have ran sort of one or two races too far, you know, raising themselves for games against Liverpool and Manchester United over the last two weeks. But uh, they haven't been doing it on a regular race against other teams
1: but you did mention City and uh, City played uh, last week and the the team we are playing uh, next in the league and that's Norwich and City was very strong. They, they won 4-0 um, and Sterling was on fire scoring three. So, I mean, they are on a really, really good run um, and and this was home for Norwich as well. Uh, what do you think we can expect against Norwich I mean they're in 18th place they're also having a struggle didn't they start quite well this season I'm, I'm trying to remember the beginning of the season didn't they start quite well and then uh... um, they've had
0: a struggle to be honest uh, it, the, the start was maybe their problem I think it kind of set set them in a bit of a rut and uh, I think they found it very hard to, to get a point on the board and um and that, thats unfortunate. That's not what you—that's not where you want to be. Unlike, say, Brentford, who, you know, coming up as a promoted team would have been would have been difficult. Would have been seen as being difficult. But they got some points on the board. I think they wrote the little bit of the the enthusiasm factor. And, um, and the
1: home ground—the home ground is so strong. You know, the support at home for Brentford is incredible.
0: Yeah, and that might work to their favour. I mean, Norwich was always a, a difficult, as it has been a difficult place for for, for teams down the years. I mean, Granted, Liverpool have, a, have had a pretty good run there in, in, in years. Of, you know, we, we look back not so long ago. Um, but Norwich, Norwich is and can be a difficult place to be. Um, but this time and the time previous, they were in the Premier League. It, it's not been the... Uh, the the difficult uh, you know difficult venue but um, uh, you know the, the, at the moment as far as City are concerned I think teams are, are are bowing down a little bit to City too early a couple of seasons ago the year we won the Premier League um, I felt in that season teams were decided to have a little go at Manchester City and they got a little bit of joy but this year I think teams are back to that feeling again I think they They've lost before they've started. I think um, that's you know that that's it's unhealthy for the league, you know, because it's so easy for City. Um, I, I would expect those to to be too strong for Norwich. Norwich uh, are having their issues. I mean, I would like them to survive. Actually, I would like to see Norwich uh, maintain another have another year in the Premier League, maintain that place. But. Um, uh, you know, against us, you know, I hope, uh, hope it's, it's going to be a struggle. And if we play it to anything like what we're capable of doing, then, you know, there's no reason why we shouldn't be beating Norwich, you know, by similar four or five nil. Um, I mean, they're not, you know, they're not a team capable, I don't think, of bringing a surprise against Liverpool.
1: Suarez is one man who absolutely loves scoring at uh, Norwich, but you love scoring at Norwich too. What was it with you and Norwich? We've spoken about this before in the podcast, but this just yeah. something about you and Norwich.
0: Yeah, I mean, players do develop the, this knack of, um, of scoring against particular teams. Um, and, you know, down the years, there have been plenty of, of instances. One of mine was certainly... Uh, I I did score well against Norwich. Scored my uh, one league hat trick against uh, against Norwich. So um, always uh, brings a smile to my face the thoughts of uh, of of those days. Um, But yeah, um, Luis Suarez. I mean, he probably wished he could play Norwich every week. Um, But um, yeah, it's uncanny actually why that why that happens. I think uh, Mane has it currently with Southampton, doesn't he? Every time we play Southampton, Mane seems to score. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think there's an. I don't think there's a, a, a proven reason why 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 that should be the case.
1: I love how Salah yeah. likes scoring against Manchester United. I, I love these things. Keep it yeah. going. Keep it going. <laughs> so, yeah. if you want to predict now, uh, as we always do at the end end of this podcast. How do you think we'll do against Inter Milan first? Um,
0: Could see us maybe 1-1 maybe a 2-1 victory sneaking a a 2-1 victory I I can't I don't think it's going to be easy really something tells me it's not going to be easy I think it might be a little bit of a might be a bit of a tough one and um, I think we'll have to rely on being clinical in front of goal I think chances will You know, you'll not get lots of opportunities against somebody like Inter Milan. At least, I would be surprised if that was the case. And I think in that instance, you know, what I said about Jota, you know, he's the type of player who could really just sort of make the difference in a game at the San Siro. And what about Norwich? Norwich, I fancy Liverpool for a good home win. I can't. Nothing tells me that. That we're going to struggle, um, you know, like we go to Burnley, say about playing the lesser sides. Last, you know, last year when we we played some of the lesser sides with empty Anfield, I think it was a sort of um, it, it was a different case. But sides found it easy to come to Anfield. A packed Anfield next Saturday should be uh, you know
1: more,
0: more than a hurdle uh, that Norwich can overcome. I think. Uh, I'm going for a comfortable 4-0 win.
1: Well, it's going to be a packed Anfield on Saturday, and it's going to be a packed Saturday (laughs) with Liverpool games coming fast and 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 and, uh, before you blinked, there's a new game. And it reminds me a little bit about um, your time, David. You know, when you were playing for all the cups, and like now we're still playing for four cups and a league win, which is incredible. Is this bringing back some good memories? Us playing in all these cups and 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 being so competitive.
0: But it's a position that we've not been in in in, in Jurgen's time, so it, it's great to be in, involved in all the competitions at this stage of the season. I think it heightens uh, expectancy. From you know, the fans expect to win something now. Um, we got to the late, later stages of uh, of the uh, all the cup competitions. No reason why we we shouldn't win at least one of those cups. Um, and we're breathing down City's neck a little bit. You know, I can think that nine points, but win your game in hand. Um, granted, that's this this month, and um, and it you know it, it could be tricky, but we, we should have the squad capable enough to to handle this busy month. Um, could be in really good. We could we could look in good shape in, in in a couple of weeks' time. I think both in the league, no reason why we couldn't win the Carabao Cup and um and ultimately advancing the FA cup so um it's it's great at the moment it, it really is a, it's a good time to be a liverpoolian i think um, and the liverpoolians that i talk to on a regular basis are, are, are pretty uh pretty happy the way how things are going
1: Well, we certainly are pretty happy because it just means so much football fun for us who love the game of football and who love Liverpool Football Club. And I have to remind you guys, if you are in Liverpool, check out ticketsource.co.uk and search Hotel Tia because we do amazing pre-match events with the Liverpool Legends. And because we've added some mid-week games now, the likes of Leeds and uh, etc. and the Milan game, you can come and, and uh, have a pre-match with us and one of the Liverpool legends and a wonderful food and free bar and all the rest. So check it out. It is the best way to warm up to a game and you are very welcome if you listen to this and you are uh, coming to Liverpool or go to Hotel Tia's webpage, hoteltia.co.uk and you can find the events there as well. David and also John Aldridge, it's been uh, so nice to catch up even though I'm so far up in snow in uh, Norway, you know what? It's so much snow, guys, if you listen to this. It's been snowing and snowing and snowing. It's literally snow reaching half up my office windows. I've never seen anything like it, and I am a Norwegian. So uh, if, if you enjoy snow and skiing, you better head over to mid-Norway. This, <laughs> this is the the, the heaven for, for powder snow right now. Anyway... Take care, everyone. Um, Hope you have a lovely day, literally, today. And um, you know what? If you don't have any loved ones and you're just getting so fed up with all the hearts and the roses and all the stress about this Valentine's Day and you just get bitter and and annoyed by it, don't worry, because remember, you're not alone. You've got us. We're one big happy family of Reds. So take care. You never walk alone. Bye-bye.